Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Great to have you with us on the show today. And this is Friday. What does that mean, Sean? Brewers Outlet Friday. Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews. As Donnie Collins, our guest, said, gee, the way you describe this stuff, I'm thirsty now. Well, here it goes. Genesee 30 packs, eleven ninety eight. Scheiderbach 12 pack bottles, twelve ninety seven. Oh, Guinness, twenty four pack cans, thirty four ninety five. Reds Wicked Sour Apple, twelve pack cans, seven ninety seven. Shock Top Sunset Orange, twelve pack bottles, just a mere nine forty three. At Peach Arena, 16 ounce, 24 pack cans, 1995. Stock up for your blue white game tailgate now. Tailgate at Bucknell tonight. They've got their game tonight. We'll have Dave on the show uh, Monday at 4:35. Maybe beer's not your deal. You like wine coolers? Plenty of those. Water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, I might add. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. All right, Cardinals last night take advantage of the Dodgers and Mike Shannon with the call on the Cardinals radio network. Delivers it's a, a wild pitch and gets away from the catcher. One run scores. Here comes Vader. He's going to try to score the throw home. He's safe. And the Cardinals have taken the lead. It's now 4-3 to three on a wild pitch. How about that? Former State College Spike Harrison Bader scoring that run for the Cardinals. That's our play-by-play call of the day. Earlier today, a great moment at the in the practice gym. They had it all set up. A huge crowd on hand to introduce the sixth-ever women's basketball coach at Penn State, Carolyn Keeger, who, by the way, you heard last night here on News Radio 1070 WKOK and on the Penn State Sports Network as the two of us sat down and, and talked. But she was formally introduced today. So let's take you back to noon today and Carolyn Keeger. Thank you all for coming to show your support of Penn State women's basketball. Thank you to President Barron, Vice President of Athletics Sandy Barber, and Deputy Athletic Director Lynn Hollerman for believing in me to lead this program and to be your Lady Lions head coach. I want to thank my parents for raising myself and my siblings to be fearless, strong, and loving. My parents are my inspiration. Reflecting back, It has been an amazing road to get here to Happy Valley. I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge my former players, staff, and coworkers who helped me get to the stage that I'm on today. I especially want to thank Katie Meyer at the University of Miami for giving my start in college coaching and my players and staff at Marquette. 
Making the decision to leave my alma mater was a difficult one. I love playing, coaching, and representing my Marquette family. I love my staff and my players with everything I have, and Marquette will always be near and dear to my heart. Thank you to Dr. Lovell, Bill Scholl, and Bill Cords for blessing me with the opportunity to help raise the mark of Marquette women's basketball. I will be forever grateful for the years of Marquette and the family that I'm a part of. As a competitor, you coach to impact lives. You coach to pursue national championships. What attracted me to Penn State was the unmatched commitment from the university to develop better young people and better student athletes. The commitment from Sandy Barber and Penn State they have made to building an elite women's basketball program is second to none. And I am truly honored and it is a privilege to stand in front of you to be part of that Lady Lion tradition. There's a lot of reasons why I coach. I love to compete. I love to win. I love to build programs of excellence to grow better people, better students, and better players. Most of all, I coach for relationships. If you have strong, deep relationships, you get better player leadership. With better player leadership comes championships. Relationships always come before leadership, and leadership always comes before championships. We will develop deep relationships here, and we will de develop tremendous leaders, and we will in turn win championships because of that process. I have always been an admirer of Lady Lion basketball. 948 victories, 25 NCAA appearances, 13 Sweet 16s, four Elite Eights, and one Final Four. Alumni that are here, alumni that are watching, wow, what an incredible, amazing bar you have raised. I promise to you that we will produce a product that you will be proud of, a team that you will want to rally behind, and a culture that will embrace you whenever you choose to come home. I want the alumni who built this program and this rich tradition to be welcomed, to know that I'm excited to meet you and that I'm thrilled to be in charge of raising this program even further. Penn State needs you to be a part of this rebuild, and I know that I am grateful and inspired by the legacy you have built here already. I'm excited to start putting my staff together and invest in the lives of our student-athletes. To my players, I may not have been the coach that recruited you here to Penn State, but you are my players. And together, we will work ridiculously hard to make Penn State the premier program in all of women's college basketball. Future Lady Lions, be on the lookout. We will be on the hunt for the right players in our system. We will relentlessly recruit student-athletes who have a burning desire to be the best they can be on and off the floor. To the fans, I cannot wait to immerse myself in your community. Giving back and being active in the community is a cornerstone of a Lady Lion. And I promise you will see a team and staff that is engaged with you and among you. Penn State is a school built on excellence. With world-ranked academics and the largest alumni network in the world, the standard has been set very high here in Happy Valley. Success with honor is evident by looking around all the amazing coaches and programs in our athletic department. Coach Sanderson, another coach who left his alma mater to be a part of Nittany Nation, let's be clear, it is my intention to follow in his lead. 
His program is a model for all programs in NCAA sports right now. And I'm excited to be around coaches like him, Coach Franklin, Coach Chambers, and all the other great coaches in our athletic department. Defensively, we will be physical and we will impose our will on our opponents. We will be the toughest team in the country and send a message every night that when you step onto our floor, you're gonna expect the toughest team you will find. Offensively, we are going to push tempo. We want to score as many points as possible in the first 10 seconds. Lace your shoes up. <laughs> we want to turn the Bryce Jordan Center into a track meet and run people off the floor. We believe in the value of the pass. We will be unselfish and we will be pur purposeful with our actions. We will become the standard of exciting, fast-paced, positionless basketball. My number one job as your women's basketball coach is to create a championship culture. Culture is a set of beliefs that produce behaviors, and those behaviors determine your results. Our culture will be based on lion pride. So let's talk about the, lie, the law of the jungle. The cheetah is the fastest in the jungle. The giraffe, the tallest. Elephant, the biggest. But we all know who the king of the jungle is, and that is the lion. Because of its mindset, because of its attitude, because of the way it hunts and attacks its mission, that is who we will be. We will be lady lions that hunt and attack their mission on a daily basis. We will grow an elite mindset and our daily routines and habits will transform us into champions on and off the floor. We will be kings of the jungle, kings of the women's basketball jungle. When a lion hunts in a pride, it is 10 times more likely to accomplish its mission. That was what we will do. We will hunt as a pride of lady lions. Now that you know our lion mentality, we'll talk a little bit more about pride. Pride is our acronym that describes the rest of our mindset that we will relentlessly be working towards our players and our staff on and off the court. Passion, respect, investment, discipline, and excellence. Passion is about bringing the juice every day. In life, you're either an energy giver or an energy taker. It is cr critical that everyone in our program will bring the highest levels of energy and bring the juice every day. Passion is about treating others how they want to be treated, not how you want to be treated. Basketball is the greatest team sport in the world. Together, everyone achieves more. We will respect one another and respect the process of what it takes to be elite and exceptional, and we will work to do this every day. Investment is about doing whatever it takes. Being a champion on and off the floor is a lifestyle, not an action. It takes what it takes, and it will take a lot more than any of us have ever done to get us to where we need to be, and that is at the top of college women's basketball. Discipline is executing the plan regardless of how you feel. Average people and average athletes let how they feel dictate what they do. Elite people, elite athletes, know that it's the start that stops most people. And once they start taking action, the feelings will follow. Elite discipline themselves to be different, to feel and execute no matter what the circumstances. You can make excuses or you can make it happen. We will do whatever it takes to make it happen here in Happy Valley. And finally, excellence is giving your best in all that you do. We will be a program of excellence that will produce excellent people, excellent students, and excellent players. Being a lion, being a lady lion, and the king of the jungle, doing it with pride, with passion, respect, investment, discipline. Our mission and how I will evaluate our success every day is whether our players are living with lion pride today and in the long term if they're living with pride for life. 
If we live with Lion Pride today, and we live with Lion Pride for life, we will be champions on and off the court. And that is exactly what I came here to do. I'm humbled and honored to be your women's basketball coach. We are. We are. We are. Thank you. Well, I think one is Marquette will always be my family. And uh, two, I, I tell my players to goal set and, and have a plan for what you want your life to look like. And for me, it came down to being able to look myself in the mirror and going after my goals and my dreams that I've wanted since I was 12 years old. And that is to be on the highest stage, at, be surrounded by elite mentality, be at a place where we have a chance to win national championships. Well, first and foremost, I think it's all about the transition from when we obtain the ball, our first three steps, and that's going to be something that we're going to implement right away, is how fast can we outlet the ball, how fast can we get the ball up the floor with the pass or the dribble, um, and it all starts in those first three steps. In terms of uh, the challenges, put your hard hats on, because we might have a few turnovers to start with when we're, we're changing the pace a little bit, but it's going to be one that our players are going to absolutely love to play, and one that you, you fans are really going to enjoy to watch, and once we get it down, I, I think we're going to be really hard to defend. Yeah, I, knew, I knew a lot about the program. Uh, growing up, Penn State was the powerhouse. Um, numerous championships, uh, NCAA appearances. Uh, I played here as a student athlete my senior year, so very familiar with the success and the tradition. Um, and, and since then, uh, it has been so welcoming to see everybody come up to you. you. You can definitely tell this whole community is like a family, and I can't wait to meet every one of you and just really share my vision with you and where this program is going to go. Absolutely. We finished player meetings yesterday, um, so I've been able to meet with them as a team and, and as individuals. And, and so far, I think everyone is very excited. We're ready to go, get going. We're ready to uh, move these chairs out and have practice. So uh, I, I, think, I think they're going to be extremely excited about our culture, about our demands, about our vision. And, and once we get them on the court, I think they're absolutely going to fall in love with the way that we teach. Uh, the way that we practice and the way that we instill the championship level values every day. So right now I'm working through my staff. Uh, I've been very pleased with the opportunities that I think are, are on the horizon for us. Um, my main goal with the staff is to surround me with people who make me better, who make my student athletes better, and who have the same values that Penn State is built upon. And I can promise you that whoever we end up hiring will do those three things. Carolyn Keeger, the new head basketball coach, women's basketball coach at Penn State after a successful 99-win three NCAA tournament run at Marquette, her alma mater. It takes a lot to convince somebody to leave their alma mater to go someplace else. It says a lot. She picked here. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Hi, this is Steve Jones inviting you to be part of the 28th annual Truman H. Birdie Memorial Golf Tournament to benefit the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. We'll kick off the event with a special broadcast on WKOK Tuesday, May 7th, starting at 3 at Penn's Tavern, south of Sunbury. Then Wednesday, May 8th, at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club, golf the morning or afternoon flight, four-person scramble, and win great prizes. To sign up your team today and for more information, call the Sunbury Y at 570-286-5636.
We upgrade all the time. My computer. My TV. My phone. Isn't it time you upgraded your vehicle? Upgrade your trade now at Sunbury Motors Kia. Wanna see ya in Kia. Sunbury Motors Kia. It's the second annual Upgrade Your Trade event. Now is the time because SMC is making it easier than ever with above market value for your trade. Plus save $4,500 on a 2019 Kia Sorento LX. Now just $26,415. A 2019 Kia Optima S has four grand in savings. Now only $22,910. And SMC is still offering a $99 a month lease on a 2019 Kia Forte LXS for just 36 months. And all include Kia's 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. It's the second annual Upgrade Your Trade event at Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Leases for 36 months, 10,000 miles per year. No security deposit required. Tax and tags extra. Offers expire for 3019. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see retailer or go to Kia.com. All right. Carolyn Keeger. Uh, tomorrow, the blue-white game. We start on the air at 3. James Franklin at halftime. Uh, tomorrow with us. Uh, again, three o'clock. It'll be over before five tomorrow. Uh, there's, you know, BTN gave him a two-hour window. It's going to be tape delayed. Air on BTN. What time? Does eight sound fine? That is correct. Right? Eight p.m. Eastern. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Matt Millen and Lisa Byington with the call. I talked to Lisa briefly today, and uh, the uh, that will be their broadcast. Francesco Molinari, the uh, British Open champ, Jason Day, U.S. Open, and PGA champ Brooks Kepka all at seven under par. Their rounds are over. Dustin Johnson is at six under par. His round is over. Uh, let's see. Ian Poulter finished at five under today. In the group that have finished at four under, Phil Mickelson, Matt Kuchar, and Patton Kazire. Uh, Kucher, Kucher was on fire today. He was on 13. At that point, he could add his fifth eagle today. He really made some yeah, ground well, up. Kuch- Kucher ended up at 3 under 69 today. He's at 4 under par. Uh, Justin Thomas is at 3 under. He's finished. Bryson DeChambeau fell back. He shot 75 today. He's at 3 under par. And now you're wondering, where's Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods just did the improbable. He bogeyed eight. Huh? <laughs> Eight's one of those par fives. He got a six. He's at two under par, so he's right where he started. He birdied four. He had a great approach off the tee. They actually, on four today, believe it or not, they're playing the members tee today. They're, pl- they're playing the members tee at four today. Just a different shot, different look. He birdied it. He then bogeyed five. He birdied six. He parred seven and he bogeyed eight. So he is at two under. Jordan Spieth has made the comeback of the day. Spieth was at three over when the day began. He shot 75 yesterday. And then on the back nine, he was able to birdie 13, birdie 14, and uh, pars way in. Uh, he was able to get himself. He was able to shoot a 68 today. He's at one under par. So he was in danger of missing the cut. He is now safely in the field for the weekend. 
Roy McElroy's at one under par. Tommy Fleetwood, who I thought would do very well in this, is at even par. Mm. Matsuyama's at one over par. Mm. Anybody else? Henrik Stenson's at two over, playing the back nine. Billy Horschel's at three over. Zach Johnson's at three over. Brant Snedeker's three over. You know, Snedeker doesn't quite have the length for this course. Uh, so the cut so the cut right now would be what? Three over or four over? I think right now it'd be four. Yeah. Let's see. Cabrera's at thirteen over over and um Kevin Herrett and uh his caddy Daniel Herrett are at uh forty two over playing six. It's gonna have a long way to go. Ooh. I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna make the cut. No. You want to know why this has happened? Maybe they'll do better than Tiger when they get to the eighth. Uh, projected cut. Uh, if you're three over, you're inside the cut line. Okay? So the projected cut puts you at, uh, if you're at four over, you're out. You know, I think the problem is very simple. Probably should have practiced once or twice before he went down there. It's what we're hoping prior to May the 8th, at least. (laughs) I don't care anymore. I know you don't. (laughs) Okay, okay, I've been dealt. Pounce and poach. I'm J.D. Martinez. The purdy pounce and poach. Okay. I'm leaving the Arizona Diamondbacks for the Red Sox. I'm thinking rings. Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstores, ready for all of your warm weather activities. Camping, picnics, grilling, visit Brewers Outlet first. For microbrews, imports, domestic specialties, they got them. Grab some pickles at the Pickle Bar, Steve Jones' favorite place. Snacks, Brewers Outlet has that covered. Soda, sports drinks, check. Weekly specials, too. And there's lots of convenient parking. So get all the refreshments everyone will love for your next outdoor gathering at Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstore, Reagan Street, Sunbury. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Your 300th argument about President Trump. Number seems a bit low. All right. It's Friday. It's Brewers Outlet Day. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, force rate in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, key routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And yes, we are on Brewers Outlet Day. It's Friday. Get yourself ready for the weekend. Get yourself ready for the Bucknell Spring Game tonight or for tailgating at the Blue-White Game tomorrow. The temperature's going to be in the mid-70s tomorrow with no rain here. So there could be seventy to 80,000 people here tomorrow. You want to tailgate in wall-to-wall sunshine. And you want to make sure you're fully stocked. The best selection to bear anywhere at Brewers Outlet. Imports, domestics, microbrews, and great specials now through Tuesday. Genesee 30-packs, eleven ninety-eight. Scheiderbach 12-pack bottles, twelve ninety-seven. Guinness 24-pack cans, $34.95. Red's Wicked Sour Apple 12-pack can, 
Shock Top Sunset Orange, 12-pack bottles, 943, and Peach Arena, 16-ounce, 24-pack cans, 1995. They also have plenty of wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none, all at your tailgate center. Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Sean, I believe we have a guest. The one and only, a.k.a. the most interesting man in New England, soon to be the most interesting man up and down the entire East Coast, Mr. South Windsor, our great buddy, your brother, Kevin Jones. We did. How's it going? How the Sox won a game? That's a good thing, huh? It's terrific. I guess we're going to have a parade. Yeah. Pretty (laughs) exciting. I watched quite a bit of it. They they got no starting pitching, Steve. None. I know. I know. They're in bad shape. I'm going to go. They want to walk off, but they're not going to do walk offs against Houston. And, you know, it's. They're, they haven't had, I believe, not one starter has won a game. No, they have not. Yeah, and no. they haven't had a starter go more than their their club ERA is like off the charts. Pretty bizarre. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes your your sometimes your spring training approach comes oh. into play, and they did not use. They're starting pitchers. They didn't really break them in. And, you know, I understand part of the philosophy because obviously you're the last team standing at the end of October. So you've already, you've already, yeah, you've eaten up more innings than everybody else. So I'm sure the temptation is okay, you can't really, but this is where it costs you because I don't think their pitching staff is broken in yet. Are you familiar with Rob Bradford? Yes, I, yeah, I hear him on because uh, I can listen to the Red Sox games on Sirius. Yeah, and he's a beat writer also for the Red Sox. I heard him last weekend. He said there was no question in spring training, and we were all kind of like raising our eyebrows. Then this is a quote. I'm not paraphrasing. He said they were walking around the entire spring like their poop didn't stink, and. They were the best yeah. team on the planet, and that was that. I mean, you look at Brock Holt. He looks like he put on 20 pounds. You know, it, you're starting to wonder if they were even in shape to start the season. They may not have been. Uh, and uh, and so far, they have played like that. Now, yeah. we'll see We'll see when it gets a little warmer if they, you know, we'll see. Well, um, one thing for sure, they're not far I mean, the question is, how good is Tampa Bay? You know, are they for real, or is this just, you know, just the start of the year and they look pretty good, you know? But, in the end, you remember who you are. All right, so. <laughs> yeah, well, you just my, can't my, fall too no, far behind, you know. But no, you do get to play them 19 or 18 or 19. Yeah. Yeah, Dan, and, Dan and I are going to go May. It's a Saturday, May the 18th, a night game with Houston we're going to go. So, oh, that should be a good game. Yeah. In fact, I'm, get, I'm getting the tickets tonight. That is yeah. a good baseball game. Right before the basketball banquet, there will be an exchange. An exchange? Yes, I'm going to get the tickets. Oh. <laughs> Actually, there is no exchange. Being handed... there already? <laughs> uh, no. 
In fact, in fact there will be no exchange. They're just going to hand it to me because I'm getting in there for free. So. <laughs> yeah, I didn't figure you'd pay. Sean, did I ever tell you the story about him? Are you there, Sean? I'm right here. Yeah. yeah he quit. This is back in, in uh, what year did the Red Sox play St. Louis in the World Series? 2004. Yeah. So I'm at my apartment. I'm freshly divorced. I'm sitting in my lazy boy in my underpants. Picture that. Think about it. Think about it. Stop We're trying it. to keep people. <laughs> We're trying to keep the audience here. We want ratings no, and clicks. I'm minding my own business. I'm getting ready to watch the World Series. I'm watching the pregame show, and the phone rings. It's Steve. Hey, how's it going? He goes, you watching the pregame show? I go, yeah. He said, when they pan over near the pesky pole, call me. So they panned over near the pesky pole. I call him, and I see two guys waving at the pesky pole with him. <laughs> I said, how did you get tickets to the World Series? Like, yeah, giggle, giggle. <laughs> now, once again, back in my underwear in my lazy boy. <laughs> Yeah, but I took you. I took you. I took you to a game that summer. Did you? I took you. I took you to the Phillies Red Sox game that summer. Where Pedro Martinez pitched. Me? No, you didn't take me. I never seen Pedro pitch. I never saw well, the I Phillies play. You brought I, I, well, me to a Kansas City Royal game. Oh, Royals game. Okay, and I, yeah. I put him up in the six hundred club. Yeah, <laughs> I'm at the bartender. <laughs> so, so we're well. Yeah, but tell them what the bar is. I'm not sure. <laughs> the bar, the bar is the actual bar from the set of Cheers. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I told you that that night. Well, I wasn't really with it. Once again, I knew the bartender by the end of the game. We were close. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, Get so up. I bring hey, what up? <laughs> now, he, now, he's a big Yankees fan. Yeah. And he comes up to me at one point, and he says, because I remember I got parking that night. We parked behind the center field wall. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Good yeah. deal. He comes up to me. He says, you know, I hate the Red Sox a lot. Yeah, he's but this is really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, you have to go to a Red Sox game. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They did it again this year. They did a two-night, three-night opening night, okay? There's two guys from WEEI. They're uh, a football player. They're um, the big tight end. Um, awful. Christian Fourier and um, oh, it doesn't matter. They're both, but they had tickets in center field for opening day. They wanted to see all the festivities and everything. And they said they were so turned off because, of all things, the Red Sox are losing the game. They're now going to go three and nine, and they all, all right. the fans in center field start chanting, "Yankees suck, Yankees suck." <laughs> yeah, why? They are like, obsessed with the Yankees. It's, it's the mo- it's the most ridiculous thing, mm. okay? Since two thousand, yes. Your your team has won four World Series. That team has won one. 
Get over it. <laughs> okay, you're well, good. It's you're, just you're so good. weird. It's shiny. you got to see it to believe it. You go outside the stadium and you walk it, around it, Yaki it, Way. It's and insane. All these, and there's one booth after another selling Yankee suck paraphernalia. Yeah. It's, it's, it's big it's, business it's, there. It's, it's all wrong. It's just You all go wrong. to Yankee Stadium, all they care about is the Yankees. They hate the Red Sox when they play the Red Sox, but when they're not playing the Red Sox, they don't really care. They're, you don't hear that chanting in between innings about the you know the Red Sox. They could care less. That's the difference between the two fan bases. It's well, very that, that's what I've said. That's what I've always said about the Penn State Pit thing. Pit fans are just obsessed off the board about Penn State. Yeah, right? why? And, and I. I don't get it in a million years, and and they get mad at me when I say you know they've got you know you really only get the one slot realistically where you can schedule a home and away because they have nine Big Ten games so you have three you need to have seven home games for the money if you want to pay for all the other sports I mean yeah, there's a number you have to reach in football so there's one game that you can play a home and away. Well, the last four years, and this will be the fourth year, it's been Pitt. Now, next year, it's Virginia Tech. And then after that, it's Auburn. Well, I I say to people, I'm excited. That's exactly right. Wow. They're going to play Auburn home and away in 21 and 22. That is awesome. Exactly. And that's what, and, and, and there'll be people, I can't believe you're not playing Pitt. Why? They're playing Auburn. Okay, <laughs> you guys got. I'm sorry, Figure it, out. <laughs> it doesn't. And, and I don't want to hear. I'm, I've been a long time Penn State fan. I've been here 40 years. I and I have I have no interest. <laughs> to me, it's another. To me, it's another game. Yeah, yeah I'm more excited they're going to play Auburn. Yeah, and it changes up their schedule. I mean, you. Exactly right. It changes it up. It puts a different team out there. Virginia Tech, they've never played Virginia Tech before. They had a six-game series set in the 90s, four in Beaver Stadium and two at Lane Stadium. And they had to cancel it because Penn State needed to get into the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. So they had to move the schedule around. Well, they finally got a home and away with them back. They're going to play at Virginia Tech next year. Wow. Different place, interesting place. Everybody gets to hear Enter Sandman, and then go, you know, and then go from there. I, mean, I would doubt the things a night game next year. Too. Yeah, I mean, I've done basketball college, down yeah. there. It's a great place to go. Yeah, and, and and you've got and the Pitt fan base just thinks that Penn State is the worst. Like, just knock it off, okay? It's like schedule somebody. I, you know. I, but the Penn State Michigan. thing is going to end, and it's going to end for a long time. Yeah. Well, Penn State, well, Pitt's still got a huge following. I mean, it's not like Penn the, State. Now they, I'll tell you right though. now, their huge following has a lot of yellow seats in it on, on Saturdays. Yeah, um, there you go. Uh, I mean, they really do need – I mean, let's take it now from their point of view. Penn State's their sellout. The sellout teams at Pitt are – Ohio State, whenever that happens, Notre Dame, absolutely, and Penn State. 
I mean, they then they struggle to sell out other games. So I understand financially from their point of view why it's really important to have Penn State. But their fans are obsessed with it, and there's also a segment, a segment of the fan base that is not exactly polite about it. And that goes back to your point about the Red Sox fans in, in the center field bleachers chant, chanting about the Yankee, you know, Yankee suck, Yankee suck. I mean, that's that's that kind of fan base immaturity that I just sit back and go, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. It's right. Very Guess strange. what? You're you're the defending world champions. You're the one that beat them in four games last year. Move on. Yep. <laughs> okay. No, seriously, it's it's. I don't know. There's nothing not to like about either team. It's not like it used to be, you know. Oh, exactly right. I, I think I have great respect for what the Yankees have done. They've built through their organization. Yep. They made a great trade for Paxton. Yep. They've signed. They've signed the right kind of free agent. I mean, what Aaron Judge? How, how, except for his talent, what do you hate about Aaron Judge? I mean, you hate his talent because he's on the other team. Yeah. But you, you know, it's like Mike Trout, right? Respect and love his talent. <laughs> Same thing with Aaron Judge, but personally, what the, what is there to hate? <laughs> nothing. Oh, nice guy. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Nothing. I don't know. Hey, how about Chris Sales? Oh my goodness! I thought at the end of last season that he would be headed for surgery. You know, something. Yeah. And you know what? And then he never had it. Mm. Like okay. I mean, I don't blame I don't blame a guy for not wanting to be cut. I mean, surgery means you're cut, so I don't blame that. But the drop in velocity is eyebrow raising, and you know the slider's always been a great pitch for him, so he still has that. But he doesn't overpower you with his fastball anymore, and I felt that fastball set up all the other pitches. I, it, I'll say one thing: the guy's brilliant, or the Red Sox are stupid. Um, he signed a five-year extension. I saw, yeah. and I think it's guaranteed. And oh, he knows everything. what he's got. And oh, every, he's sitting every, there thinking, yeah. you know what? I don't have it anymore. If they're willing to sign me for five years, I'm going to take it. I oh, mean, these guys who throw hard for a living, it goes quick. And when it goes, it goes, and you can't get it back, and they have to learn how to pitch again. But I don't think he's really ready to learn how to pitch again. He's relied on that fastball for a long, long, his entire life. And he said the wrong, not that he said the wrong thing, he's a superhuman being. He's a great, he's very honest, he gives the reporters everything they want. He said, I've never gone through this in my life, I don't know what's going on. You know, he threw two wild pitches. I mean, guy stole home on him. It's yeah. it's a pretty much a train wreck for him right now, which is it's very surprising. It, but he signed right. that contract. He's like, you know yeah. what? <laughs> if I don't feel right, and I'm going to get the money while I can get the money, because if I stink it up this year, my value goes way down. You know. So he got a nice, nice, I think five years, hundred and fifty million dollars. I mean, we haven't seen we haven't seen that kind of uh, deal finagling since the, the, the digital media crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed Kevin has not brought up all the Yankees that are currently on the injured list? You it's that? horrible. 
Uh, it's unbelievable how many are on the IL. Gary Sanchez uh, makes number 12 today. Left wow. calf strain, 10-day injured list. They're now going to bring up Kyle Higashioka <laughs> from uh, scranton Wilkesbury. That's John Sterling's problem. <laughs> Higashioka. There you go. Higashioka. Steve, the same question I asked Sean. Is he Asian? <laughs> Do you think? You know, he's from the Orient. Yeah. Well, you know what? So many. That's one thing about baseball. They go all over the world now. Absolutely. Japan, Korea, Dominican Republic, Honduras, Venezuela. There's a lot of players that come here for the steakhouse spikes from Venezuela. Canada. Look at the now players that made it from the Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands, Canada. I mean, what's his name? Bogart for the Red Sox. He's from Xander Aruba. Bogarts. Yeah, it's from you Curacao. Know? Yep. Yeah, there's like a thousand people on the whole island. <laughs> I've been yep. there. It's a tiny little island. It's like five miles right. wide and 20 miles long. But Bogarts came from there. So yeah. He's like the biggest thing in the world down there. Auntie Jackie was down there. And she said that he is like God on that island. Yeah. Well, you know what? Somebody makes it from your small town. Yeah. Hey. It's a big it's a big deal to the town. Hey, here's one for you. I was really taken aback by this one. I was really surprised. The Lakers and Coach Luke Walden have mutually agreed to part ways. I'm really? shocked. I'm sure sh- I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Right? And the, and now they're saying that Tyron Lou is a strong front runner to re coach LeBron. Yeah. I am I <laughs> Oh my God. That's I mean, just an absolute mess out there. Jeannie Buss should have got on the phone Wednesday night with Phil Jackson after Magic walked out. I mean they got to get some stability back in there. I I, um, I can't believe what Magic did. I, um, you know what? Take it I back, lo- except there's some people who say that they didn't stick to the deal that they gave him. And I, he was supposed I, you to have what? more control, and he didn't have the control, and he didn't like that. I love what Magic said, though. He said, look... I don't want to go in tomorrow and have to tell somebody their life's changed because of their job. He says, I want to go back to the other side. I was having more fun. Well, that's about as honest an answer as you're going to get. Sure. You're right. But tell Jeannie Buss that first before you go in front of the cameras, though. That's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he said to her a tweet or whatever. Well, he was afraid that she was going to talk him into staying. Yeah. Oh, well, we love magic. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, that's been real. Well, at least in our world, we thought it was. Yeah. Have a good weekend. (laughs) We will. Great weekend. Blue-white game. Uh, Jack Ham and I will be on tomorrow at 3. There will be no Derek Williams tomorrow. Hillary had the baby. So their second child, mother and daughter doing extremely well, London Williams is in the world, so Derek will be with his family tomorrow. Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.